Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 769. If you'd like to have a copy of a channel tell you how to enter the program, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I'm continuing on today in the book of Revelation. Uh, this is uh, for your benefit. Uh, it's God's message to you of these very last hours of time. Uh, you will, after you hear the entire book, you'll understand how close you are to the end of time. If not, pray for more understanding, wisdom, and knowledge of God. And it's impossible to know the Word of God, the New Testament, without knowing the Old Testament, because they um, they actually enhance one another. I also have music and letters. Right now. Let's uh, pray. Father, anoint me, continue anointing me with the Holy Spirit. That everything that uh, comes out of my mouth tonight be from your Spirit, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that souls might be saved in the, and the church edified. Rebuke, Father God, I rebuke Satan in the blood of Jesus, and I pray, Lord, that you will honor my rebuke. Slam him, close him down, Father God, in Jesus' name, and open many doors for us. Bless us in every way. Build a wall of fire around and about all your children. Save souls. Heal the sick and afflicted that are truly going to be in your body, those that are in your body and you've already healed, and those that are soon to be in your body. Heal them and give resources to every one of your children. Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name, food, clothing, housing, blessings of every kind, cast out devils, raise the dead. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Now, I'm very happy about going to heaven. Some people uh, fear it. They fear God uh, in a wrong way. So uh, we fear God and keep his commandments because we fear him so much that we believe what he says. If we don't believe what we, he says, then we don't fear God at all. And this is a song that a lot of people sing with uh, to make it morbid, but I think it's the most wonderful thing uh, to know that you're going to heaven. There isn't anything better in the whole world than to know you're going to heaven. So uh, this is myself with the Prague Symphony Orchestra and also the choir, uh, which is the life choir. Okay, here's uh, Angel Band, as arranged and conducted by H.B. Barnum. You know, there's nothing better than to know that you're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. My latest son is sinking fast. My race is nearly run. My strongest trials now are past. My triumph has begun. Just 
Praise the Lord. Yes, indeed. The time will come, and I'm so happy. You know, the days go by so fast. They just keep slipping by. If you're not doing anything for the Lord, don't expect to go to heaven. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, the Lord uh, has his vine on earth, and the earthly people are a vine unto themselves. One vine is earthly, and the other one is heavenly. And... uh we're in what chapter now of the book of Revelation? 14. 14. We're getting 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. There's only about um, seven, eight chapters to go. We're about halfway through here. So verse 14, and I looked. John says, I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud sat uh, one sat like unto the Son of Man having on his head a golden crown. Now, when I saw the Lord Jesus Christ uh, with my eyes wide open, he had a, a golden crown on uh, his head, and his hair was bushy, not long and stringy like you see it in pictures, but it was bushy, black, and he looked like he was about um, anywhere from about 25 to 33, somewhere in that area. And he had a golden crown on his head. It wasn't a big crown. It was just like uh, a little bigger than a halo, but it was on his head. It was really gold. You could see it was gold. And uh, it wasn't presumptuous at all. It was just very tastefully done, that crown. And uh, in his hand, a sharp sickle. Well, now... Uh, you know, this uh, beast that has ten crowns on his head, uh, he has every symbol of power. A crown, and he's got all these uh, different symbols of um, uh, horns and all these different things. But the Lord has 
a golden crown on his head is not presumptuous because he is the power. He doesn't need to have ten horns on it or, or ten uh, uh, crowns on his head. He just needs the one because he's all power in heaven and earth belongs to him and he doesn't have to uh, exalt himself. He's already been exalted higher than anybody could ever be exalted. And in his hand, a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple uh, in heaven, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for, the, for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Well, the time of their judgment is ripe. God says in John, uh, well, let's read here. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 through 20. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. And so we're talking about uh, the earth is buying the time uh, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Now, uh, Yvonne, you have a... uh, the dictionary description of earth, earthy, right? Yes. Let me hear it. Um, earthly, worldly, characteristic of or associated with mortal life on earth. Yeah, the worldly is the, this says, love not the world, the Bible says. God said that. Love not the world or worldly things or the things of this world. Then what? Prefers Earthy to ethereal themes. Ethereal things? Ethereal. Ethereal? Okay, you have to put a little lisp on it, right? Yes. Ethereal things. And what are ethereal things, Sharon? Heavenly things. Things not of the world. Uh, Keep your mind on ethereal things. Prefers earthy to ethereal things. Themes. Yeah, it's the people that are earthy prefer, per, prefer earthy things rather than heavenly things. Okay? Was that it? Yes. Okay, so their shame who mind earthy things. For our conversation is in heaven from uh, whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says, but if ye... Have bitter envying and strife. He's talking about Christians here. In your hearts. Don't glory. Glory not. And lie not against the truth. Don't you lie against God's word. Because this wisdom descendeth not from above. But is earthly. Sensual. Devilish. And where strife is, there is confusion and every evil work, every kind of evil work. 
But the wisdom that is from above is not earthly, but it's first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. Not mercy to the devil, but mercy to those that are of the Lord. Mercy to those that are lost to preach the gospel to them. Even though they're possessed with the devil, we at least have to preach the gospel to every demonic person. Uh, and we have to be without partiality and without hypocrisy. Uh, if you see homosexuals, don't be saying, oh, aren't they sweet, and make fun of them like that. But, uh, or they got to eat too much sweets today or something like that. But we're to be concerned about that person's soul going to hell. And we have to be sober-minded and preach the gospel to them. Because if we're going to be demonic, well then, and we're preaching the gospel, then we're a hypocrite if we're calling people, oh, uh, sweetsy and all that. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Well, we're supposed to be people that uh, preach the peace uh, between God, uh, between us and God. Now, John 3.12 states, uh, 3.12 uh, and 31. If I have told you earthly things, this is Jesus talking, and you believe me not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? He that uh, cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Oh, you speak of the earth. Who that speaketh of the earth? He is the cursed one. He's one that is uh, earthly. Now, Philippians 3, 18 through 20. For many walk, this is verse 18, for many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their bellies, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. So the vine of the earth is demonic people. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're on earth, but we're not of the earth. We're not earthly. Okay, so First uh, Corinthians fifteen forty-seven and 50 says, The first man, Adam, is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Also, as we have uh, 
born the uh, image of the earthy. We've done earthy things before. We used to believe in what the TV was telling us and all those things and the magazines. And we didn't at all seek into the word of God. But even though we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We have to be in the image and likeness of the Lord. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, uh, earthy things, cannot enter the kingdom of God. Neither does uh, corruption inherit incorruption. So we have to not be corruptible. We have to be incorruptible. So what uh, this uh, chapter is saying is verse 14. I looked and behold a white cloud and upon the cloud uh, one sat like unto the son of man having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Verse 15, And another angel came out of the temple in heaven, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth, earthy, the earth is ripe. They've gone to the hilt with sinning. As it was in the days of Noah, so also shall it be in these last days. They're full of filth. They're flea bags full of filth. Verse 16. And he that sat on the cloud uh, thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Now, um, this here is uh, a sign. Actually, it's uh, a sign in heaven. When we get to chapter 15, you'll see that John says, And I saw another sign. So this is a sign, and he's going to talk in chapter 15 of a, another sign. Now we go back to verse 17. And this sign, this is a sign, that's all. And another angel came out of uh, the temple, which is in heaven. And he also having a sharp sickle. Verse 18. And another angel came out from the altar which had power over fire to maybe kindle the whole earth and burn it to a crisp in the heavens is also and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle saying that thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth the earthy for her Grapes are fully ripened. Her sins have come up before the face of God. And God is going to pour out his wrath on them. Verse 19, And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, 
and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Now verse 20. And the winepress was trodden without the city. Well, where is the city? The city where the Lamb is the light. Amen? Amen. It's outside heaven. The city, the city, the new Jerusalem. And blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse, um, the horse bridles. By the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Now here's chapter 15. And I, John, saw another sign. This is another sign now. He's predicting the future here. It's a sign of what's going to happen to you earthlings if you don't repent. And I saw another sign in heaven. Great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. Ooh, these seven plagues are, uh, angels have plagues? Yes. You should, you should have read the Bible. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. Well, I thought that God was his love. Well, that isn't what my Bible says. And if you get a King James Version and an original Greek, Hellenic Greek, which was written by the uh, those that speak Hebrew, you'll see that God is also a God of wrath and a God that hates. Now change pages here and go up to verse 2. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass. These are signs mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast. Uh, this uh, satanic one world government, one world cult, one world religion, one world fiasco. And over his image, the image, this false image that he's planted into our heads, you have to pull it up by the roots by just putting God in your mind. And the word is God. And over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name. They stand on that sea of glass having the harps of God. Those that overcame. And they sing the new, uh, the song of Moses. The servant of God and the song of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Verse 4, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? Only the insane, the Beast, the mark of the beast, the devils that will believe uh, Satan and his one world government cult, one world church cult, and the media 
who shall not fear God, O Lord, and glorify thy name. For thou only, you only are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest, they're made known. And they're made known to all of us that read the word of God. There's no need to be ignorant to the uh, word of God uh, or the judgments of God. God isn't going to put out a new book of judgment uh, uh, when we stand before him or Christ. We're going to be judged by this word, the word of God. Verse 5, and after that I looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. Verse 6. And the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven plagues, uh, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Verse 7. And one of the four beasts gave uh, unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever, who has the power of life and death in his hands. He can pull the spirit out of your body in the twinkling of an eye. And there isn't anything that you're going to do about it. You can't put the spirit back in you. You can't double up into a fetal ball and keep the spirit in you. Once he pulls the string or snaps the string, you're gone forever. In hell in the lake of fire. Verse 8. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Now this is chapter 16. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Verse 2. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome, very noisy and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast. Those of you that have agreed with that which you see on TV, you've agreed with the filthy judgments of judges and prosecuting attorneys. And you've agreed with sending people that are Christians into prison and murdering them. So this is going to grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast. You have the mark of pride. Pride above God. God is the only one that should ever be able to have pride, but he is gentle and deals with people and has been long-suffering with you, and yet you just uh, thought of it as being weakness. But you took the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. 
they kept believing all the filth and the taking away of all the privileges of human beings, taking away the uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth amendments of the Constitution that guarantees freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to worship the living God. Hallelujah. You love that. And so this is happening upon you which worshiped that image and all the filth that's being said on the tube. Verse 3, And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. Every person that's on a ship or on a boat or wherever, you're on the sea, you've had it. And your soul goes straight into hell. And then the lake of fire. Verse 4. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters. And they became blood. Like the blood of a dead man. And I heard the angel of the uh, waters saying, Thou art righteous, O Lord which art and wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. Verse 6, For they have shed the blood of saints, saints of the living God, those that are, that are fused into the vine, which is Christ, the spiritual vine, and a prophets, those that are in the olive tree, Christ, they that eat from the tree of life, which is Christ, the word of God. And thou hast given them blood of dead men to drink, for they are worthy of it. Verse 7. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Verse 8, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Verse 9, And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues. You know, just ask the Lord to take the, this, uh, these plagues off of you. Uh, he has power over them, but you instead you blaspheme even more like he, you're going to get by with it or something. And they repented not to give him glory. Verse 10, And the fifth angel poured out his vile upon the seat of the beast. And his, i got to change pages here, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. You use your tongue for chewing gum. Verse 11, And blasphemed the God of heaven because of their, their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. Instead of blaming Satan for believing him, 
They're blaming God, and God tells them all the time, just as I'm telling you right now, that this is what's going to happen to you if you do that. Verse 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. And the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Verse 13, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, the devil, and out of the mouth of the beast. This one world government is stinking weasels and out of the mouth of the false prophet, the pope. The false church, the one world church. Verse 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God uh, Almighty. The battle of Armageddon, the battle of words. God's word against you, Satan. Verse 15, and you can see what's happening to you and your people because of your words. Verse 15, behold, I come as a thief, Jesus says. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, keeps yourself uh, clean, lest you walk naked and they see your shame. Verse 16, and he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew uh, tongue, Armageddon. Everyone's being gathered together. It's a big crowd. Everybody's taking sides in the valley of decision. Uh, gather him together in a place called Armageddon, a war of Armageddon, a war of God's word against Satan's word, Satan's word against God's word. Now, most of the people believe it is Satan because they've just let themselves be mesmerized by TV and all the other elements of the beast. Verse 17, and the seventh angel poured out his vial, not only TV, but all the media at large. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came out a, a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne of God saying, it is done. It is finished. It's to finish. She's no more. Verse 18. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty and earth uh, earthquake and so great. Verse 19, and the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon, mystery Babylon that is, uh, came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. 
Okay, this cup is the wine, the very uh, top uh, wrath of God. Fierce. Verse 20, and every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Verse 21, and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. Every stone about the weight of a talent, that's 100 pounds, pulverizing the earth. And men blaspheme on top of all this, blaspheme God because of the plague of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceeding great. Now this is, I'm, that was the end of chapter 16. How much time do we have? It's been 39 minutes. Okay, great. We might have time for this next chapter. Chapter 17. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore. Now, the great whore is the uh, Vatican, who is the head of the one world church, the one world government, and the one world media. The great whore, I don't think God likes this bastard if he calls her the great prostitute, the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. She covers the seven seas, the four winds and the seven seas. Oh, many waters. Uh, verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth uh, have committed fornication. They've uh, believed in all her filthy sins and her ways, and they prospered with uh, the different uh, things. If you would obey them, well, then they open up doors for you uh, of commerce. You can buy and sell and so on and so forth. Those of you that are of the beast, the Antichrist. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk. I mean, they're drunk. They, they just uh, have been sent strong delusions. They're drunk with power. They're drunk with the wine of her fornication, of her committing all kinds of evil sins that are worthy of death. Verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit. Jesus carried him away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored uh, beast. Okay, this is the Vatican uh, regime that uh, controls the world government. The world government being the beast. And she's uh, leading and guiding him full of... Names of blasphemy. She says she's God. Look at me. I'm sitting like a queen up here in heaven. Yeah, or in, they say this. She says she's in heaven, but she's right on earth having seven heads and ten horns. This is the same, uh, pride, proud one that is full of blasphemy. There's no end to her uh, saying she has power. All these horns and uh, heads and names of blasphemy and crowns. These are all symbols of power. Yeah, they're just symbols, uh, but they don't, uh, they have a short life span. Verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in 
Purple and scarlet. Big deal. <laughs> you go down to the clothing store and buy purple and scarlet, but that has nothing at all. Scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornications. Well, what would it profit this whore if she gained the whole world and lost her soul? So she's got some gold and she's got some silver and she's got pearls uh, and precious stones and uh, has a, a golden cup in her hand full of abominations. Those are sins that are particularly uh, antagonistic to God. Abominations and filthiness. She's a flea bag of her fornications, her fornications, which means that she uh, is uh, totally, she's defined against God's words, his holiness, to keep his commandments. Verse 5, and upon her forehead was a name written, and here it is right here, Mystery Babylon, it's not Babylon, it's Mystery Babylon, the great. And she is the mother, it says right here, and God, God says, the mother of whores and abominations of the earth. So she's the mother. Now, in the record business, they have masters, mothers, and stampers. This is before we started doing CDs. And you put them this uh, record in the uh, bath, they called it, and it would make a mother. And from the mother, you'd get stampers. So if she's the mother of every abomination on earth then everything that you see that is evil, every war that's been uh, started, every filthy thing that's on television, on magazines and books, and uh, sideshows, everything. She's the mother of it. This is Rome, the great whore. And I saw the woman drunken, with the blood of the saints. There's no other uh, cult that has done this as martyred saints that has uh, shed the blood of the saints. Even Jesus, they are the Roman soldiers, are the ones that nailed him to the cross. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. What's with you, John, admiring this pig? Verse 7. Because it's so mighty and powerful, I saw this monster. It looked like worse than a Frankenstein monster, and it loomed clear up into the clouds. And I saw it coming to me, going from one side to the other. It was like made out of iron and had iron teeth that were like uh, triangles. And inside of its mouth was like fire. It's like like a, a furnace full of fire. And it, it takes a long time. I've explained it many times before on tapes. Verse 7. And the angel said unto me, oh, What for? How come you uh, marvel at this weasel, this whore? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth, uh, carrieth her, 
she sits this big fat sow sits on the the government and uh, leads it and guides it and tells it all the evil things to do which has the seven heads and ten horns verse 8 the beast that thou sawest was and is not well it was the roman government then it was not and and then shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into sin, perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was at one time and died and then is not and yet is it's just put together by satan because he knows those people over there are no good and he can use them verse 9 and here is the mind which has wisdom the seven heads are seven mountains this is where she sits seven mountains or seven hills on which the woman sitteth. That Satan's seat is Rome. Ask for a ticket to the city of the seven mountains or the seven hills, and they're going to give you a ticket to Rome. You'll see. Or any uh, travel agency. Verse 10. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh... He must continue a short space. Verse 11. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth. Now this is Rome. This is the eighth government. Amen? Amen. And is of the seven and goeth into perdition, into sin. Verse 12. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet. No, they're just appointed by the Vatican uh, as uh, servants, but receive power as kings on one hour with the beast. Well, they uh, are given that power just for a short space because they... Uh, the beast, the one world government, sees that they've had it. And so they try to encourage, and they see that these uh, are not really uh, believing in them so much anymore, so they, he gives them a little power there for a while. Verse 13, these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Because they're helping the beast out, the one world government and church, they're part of it. Verse 14, these shall make war with the Lamb, with Jesus, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him, which are uh, are called, uh, are they that are called and chosen and faithful. I'm with you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 15, and he saith unto, you know, they say in that movie, uh, Babe Ruth, I'm with you, babe. I'm with you. 
Well, I'm with you, Lord. I'm with you. I'm not with the babe, but I'm with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are the one that has life. Verse 15, And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Why, they're just uh, everywhere. The whole world. It's the one world government, folks. Don't you get it? And the, he saith unto me, The oh, waters which thou sawest, the seven seas, where the whore sitteth, are peoples, plural, and multitudes, and nations, and different languages. All the languages of the earth. The one world church, the one world government, the one world media. Verse 16, And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, the Vatican. Because these are ten nations that are with the Vatican for a while, and then they start hating the whore because they find out that she's the one that's causing all the trouble. And they listen to my message, and they believe it and receive it, and now they hate this whore because of the word of God. And they shall make her... Uh, desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God, verse 17, hath put it in their hearts. God put it in there. Well, God's servants put it in there. God is talking through me to them. Amen. 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 To fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast. Uh, hallelujah. Until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Well, I see my time is up on this broadcast, but uh, I'm going to continue this on the next broadcast. So we have probably time for one letter. I just wanted to keep going without letters. But go ahead and read the one. The end of the letter from Tacoa, Georgia. It says, There is a command that we need to also take heed of, come out from among them. I am not a preacher, but at times I can preach. This playing around just won't get it. And our so-called leaders tell us they are working with God in mind, a God that expects nothing from us but trouble. While they have us making more bricks with no straw, that burden will be lifted. The blind leading the blind just won't get it, but we are willingly ignorant. How much worse can it get? And our so-called Christian leaders lead the way, making every effort to get on the broad road and stay on it by going over the wall and not through the straight and narrow gate. Well, these are members of the beast. Amen? Amen. The one world government. They become one world. They become antichrist. Then what? I must close and let Tony do the preaching. I need to hear the hard, cold facts, as the fanatics surely need to be on fire for God and his word, and not the lukewarm section of deadbeats. Jerry Russell from Tacoa, Georgia. Okay, if you got a short one, we can do that, maybe. Maybe. From Burkina Faso, Africa, I give thanks to God for the discovery of this website. God bless Pastor Tony Lamo for this gigantic work. Amen. O Olivier from Burkina Faso. Where's that from? In Africa, Burkina Faso. Okay, <laughs> I know what it is. They don't know where Wyndham is either, I'll bet. Okay, I'm the Wyndham Wanderer. <laughs> All right, we're time for us to pray now. And those of you that uh, have heard these words, they're true, they're from the Bible, they're from God. And if you want to remain in the, be the beast, uh, the one world government, to believe the 
United Nations and the filth that they are imposing on the world, then do it. But in the meantime, realize one thing, that the Lord here is saying that he's going to uh, destroy the one world beast, uh, the one world government, the one world cult, and the media as well. He's going to burn her up. All right, uh, so uh, those of you that want to be with the winning side, say this prayer, that you can be born again of the Holy Spirit, that you're no longer a part of uh, the earthiness, but you're of the heavenlies. Say it to the Lord. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, just praise and thank the Lord, and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 769. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, tune in tomorrow for some more of the real deal, the real word of God. The word of God that you need desperately in this last hour of time. Uh, my God is real. And this is myself singing it for you. My God is more real than anything else in the universe. There are some things. I may not know There are some places I can't go But I am sure Of this one thing That God is real For I can feel Him deep within My God is real Real in my soul, my God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like your gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Some folks may doubt. Some folks may scorn All can desert and leave me alone But as for me I'll take God's part 
For God is real and I can feel Him in my heart My God is real, real in my soul My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole His love for me is like your gold My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul 